Good morning, people of God. Good morning. Oh, what a beautiful day the Lord has given us. Amen. I didn't even have to put a coat on. You got to love that. I know you all did, but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, for those of you new to us today or returning back, my name is Pastor Dave Parker. Uh, we're so glad you could join us both here in person and online uh, as we give thanks and praise to our God together today. So for those of you at home, I invite you to grab your uh, bread and wine or grape juice after our time of confession to, as we uh, receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. And hopefully as you all walked in, you received your yellow slips and your communion kits. I see a bunch of heads nodding. Awesome. A couple announcements for this morning. With Ash Wednesday now behind us, uh, we are in this season called Lent. Okay, where we have 40 days where we are kind of sinking in or sinking our teeth into our relationship with God and with one another. And so for the next four Wednesday nights, we just had our first Wednesday night this last Wednesday uh, where we are uh, worshiping together at the table. So we're back in the fellowship hall and having a meal together and some caring conversation and getting to know each other. We had an awesome time this last Wednesday. It was so fun to have like 50 people in the room together and just it felt like it used to feel like, where you get together for a meal together and just fellowship and get to know each other and have some wonderful conversations. Uh, we have our, our, our uh, Fuse and, and uh, Confirmation t- kids as well, so it's intergenerational, so you can bring the family. Um, but it was a lot of fun. All the kids were answering questions. It was uh, really interactive. It was awesome. So you can join us any of those Wednesdays moving forward. It's not like if you miss one, you can't come. Just join us. It's a great time. Uh, Thank you for those of you who brought blankets and toiletry items for the men's homeless ministry that we're supporting and for all the items for the uh, the college care packages we'll be sending out this week. Uh, All that stuff we're going to pray over and bless and send on their way in the next couple of days. So thank you for all the ways you helped make that happen. We're going to be having uh, an in-person First Communion class on Saturday, March 25th. And uh, usually that's for second graders and older. Um... But anyone interested would be, you know, let us know. Uh, be sure to sign up and, uh, and come join us that Saturday morning. And then next Sunday, we are having our annual congregational meeting after the 11 o'clock service. So we have reports available. Uh, there'll be a packet with information on it if you want to see kind of the things that we tackled and accomplished over 2022, things we're looking forward to in 2023. And uh, we'll be having uh, um, council members share those kind of things in person at that uh, uh, annual meeting, and I'll have a report as well. So, yeah, that's what we got going on. With all that, let's get after it. I invite you to stand as you are able and take a moment and greet those around you. If you're online, shout a big hello to people who are with us. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, come. Come be with us in this space, whether it's in this room or in our homes. Make your presence known to us. Be our leader and our guide. Lead us to new life as we live as your children. Strengthen our faith in your promises that by your Spirit we may lift up your life in all that we say and do throughout this entire world. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, and all of God's people say, 
Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The season of Lent, we are taking a little journey together through the very heart of the Bible, the the core of it, if you will, the the book literally at the center of our scripture known as the book of Psalms. And there's some amazing words of wisdom and heartache and joy and promise that are going to be so good for us to sit with and take to heart. We started on Ash Wednesday with Psalm 51, a beautiful prayer from King David who needed a fresh start with God and a fresh start in his life. And what better way for us to start our journey through this season of Lent than with asking for God or asking God for a clean heart. Amen? Right? To have that kind of freshness of new life wash over us. Last Sunday we read from Psalm 32, where the uh, subtitle in my Bible says, The Joy of Forgiveness. Doesn't that sound wonderful, right? And the importance to get those burdens of, of our failures and mistakes and our hurts off our backs. To be completely honest with God and with others and to embrace the new life that is given to us after we confess those things and we receive God's forgiveness and mercy and love. I think the phrase that just spoke to my heart the most okay, was after David had confessed and he felt the forgiveness of God It says he was surrounded by glad cries of deliverance. It just, doesn't it sound wonderful, right? To be surrounded by glad cries of deliverance. And that can be our experience too, right? In those moments when we are given new life, we can feel as though maybe we're even the one with glad cries of deliverance, let alone to be surrounded by them. So again, to reiterate... Both forgiving someone and asking forgiveness is no easy thing, amen, right? It's not like a light switch, it doesn't happen overnight, but, but consider the flip side and, and forever holding on to whatever is burdening you and how that is life-sucking for you, as opposed to giving it over to God and moving on to new life, especially since you can't change what's happened, Right? We can't change the past. However, we can change how we perceive the future. So by getting those things off of our chest, by giving them over to God, we can then move forward with a fresh start. Amen? Amen. The joy of forgiveness. Psalm 32. And now uh, this morning for us to move on to new things, we're going to read Psalm 121. And this has got to be one of my favorites of all the Psalms. And I invite you to follow along on the screen. Starting in verse 1. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on forevermore. Isn't that a beautiful psalm? Psalm 121. 
So my Bible, the author of Psalm 121, says this is a prayer of ascent. Okay, like a prayer for a journey, for going up or going to something, likely used either before or on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. So this was also likely a song that would have been sung either, again, before you head out on a journey or while you're on that journey, right? And not only for pilgrimages to Jerusalem, but really for any journey throughout life. It really works in so many ways. And so I'm thinking how appropriate for us as we, again, are taking our baby steps in this journey throughout Lent and throughout our lives that we hear these words today. So we're going to dig a little deeper into the psalm and, uh, and this prayer and see how it can help us continue to take these steps on our own journey. The first verse begins with something we so naturally do. I lift my eyes up. Right? I look up. I see creation. In other words, I I see the life that I'm living. I see the people who are around me. I look up and I look away from myself. We naturally do that. And according to the psalmist, what, what do you see? I see the hills. And I'm thinking the hills can mean different meanings. Maybe for some of us who are feeling like we're kind of walking through the dark valleys or the valley of the shadow of death, to see some hills might be a bit of respite, of, of hope, some place maybe away from where we're at. But the more I read this piece of Scripture... The next little phrase that follows this really isn't about getting out of a dark place. It's about looking up and seeing the hills maybe as the dark place. The hills where something can be scary. Maybe a place where it's unknown that has maybe some dangers and some challenges. So as I was writing this, I'm thinking, you know, for us flatlanders here in the Midwest, hills can be scary. Amen? I don't know about you, but where I grew up in central Minnesota, uh, I was surrounded by farmland. I was literally, our little neighborhood had cornfields on both sides. And for us, it was always comforting that we could see for miles. And so to go someplace like Colorado was really scary. Or to drive through Virginia, which is already scary as it is, but then you had the mountains. It's just when you can't see what's beyond right? It's just a little more, I don't know, awkward, scary, unknowing. So I hear this prayer starting, I lift my eyes, and yes, I see the life around me, but I also see the fears that those hills might have. The fear of the unknown, maybe even fear of knowing that there are dangers there. I look up and I see fear is what I hear Psalm 121 starting with. And then comes the big question. From where will my help come? Who's going to help me? I'm in the midst of of something scary. Somebody help me. Who? Where's it going to come from? How am I going to get through this? Have you ever had those questions before? Raise your hands. Of course we have. It's so real. (laughs) Because life is full of dangers, isn't it? Full of scary stuff. I mean, there's the, there's the physical dangers of injury or disease or an accident or war or natural disasters. There's the economic dangers of recession and depression and, and unemployment and outsourcing and downsizing and bankruptcy and debt. 
There's the spiritual dangers of, of doubt and sin and evil and corruption and extremism and false teachings. All of these dangers. We look up from our lives and we see what we fear. Take another moment today. I know we did this a little bit last week, but I, I feel like there's always new and, and uh, continuing fears and anxieties and worries and burdens that continue to encumber our lives. And so I just want to take a moment and have you think and then share, say out loud, or if you're online, you can type it in the chat. Just what are some of those fears? What are some of those threats that we experience week to week that maybe you or someone you know is, is wrestling with? Health. What else? Parenting. Amen to that. Relationships. Unemployment. Failure. Right? These things feel like hills sometimes, don't they? They feel like things that we can't see beyond, like obstacles in our lives, and we just have that fear of either the unknown or knowing that those things are scary in our lives. So what more natural of a question to ask than, okay, I see what's scary, where am I going to get some help? From where is my help to come? Everyone say, I need some help. I want you to say it one more time, I need some help. Oh, it's good that we practice saying that because I don't know about you, but that thought always creeps into my mind that I should never ask for help. That if I'm going through a hard time, I should figure it out myself because if I have to ask for help, well, that means I'm vulnerable. That means someone else might think I'm less than. And that thought is the devil keeping us from relationship with others, from being vulnerable, from opening our lives to one another. So sometimes we need to say, I need some help. From where will my help come? And to say it out loud. And in response to that question, the psalm gives us an answer. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Say that with me. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. One more time. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. One more time. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. I could have you say that a million times this morning. I won't. But we also need to, that needs to be like written on our brains and on our hearts. Every day. Because those hills don't go away, amen? We feel like we get over one and all of a sudden we see a whole mountain range of them, right? It's just like me looking around the house. I fix one problem only to see 12 more. The same thing with those hills. We tackle one of them and it's like, oh yeah, I guess I can't always do this. Oh, there's more hills. And so we need to say this over and over and over and over and over again, so much so that it becomes boring to say it because we have it so deeply in our hearts and in ourselves. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. We need to remind ourselves who better to run to than the one who knows the hills intimately than the one who created the hills, the one who has power over everything that he has ever created. 
My help comes from the Lord, the one who is over and above and has power over everything. Maker of heaven and earth. That, it's a short little phrase, but wow, is that powerful. I got goosebumps. You can probably see them from there. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. If you get nothing else out of anything I share today, I hope that just plants a seed in your brain. You're like, oh, like those songs that you can't, they're like earworms, I think they're called. Let this be your earworm this week. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Whatever problem, danger, threat, fear, anxiety, worry that haunts you today, hear that promise that help comes from the Lord, the one who has power over it all. There's a lot in those just couple little lines right there. So that was the, uh, the first four verses, no, the first two verses of that psalm. The rest of this psalm, is all blessing. And it's a blessing that is not only meant to be read, but also to be spoken. In other words, this blessing is meant for you to take personally, to speak as if you're the one saying it. So then we can flip all the you's and the yours to the me's and the my's. In other words, it would sound like this. He will not let my foot be moved. He who keeps me will not slumber. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shade at my right hand. The sun shall not strike me by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep me safe from evil. He will keep my life. He will keep my going out and my coming in from this time forth forevermore. And why is it important? Because this is your story too. This is a song that is meant for you to sing in your life. To start with that promise that, yep, I look up, I see my fears, but my God walks with me. And because of that, I can sing the blessings that that means. Who is God? God is my keeper. What does God promise to do? God promises to keep me, to protect me, to watch over me, to guard me as I go out on a journey and as I come back home. And so as you go out and as you come in, as you face the dangers of the day and the threats of the night, your God keeps you. Amen? And again, I, have to feel, I feel like I have to be very clear here. It doesn't mean that you're not going to experience anything harmful in your life. Or that God is going to keep bad things from happening. Those things happen. It does, however, mean that God walks with us in the midst of these things to keep us wrapped in His love. To give us God's strength, which is so much more beyond our own. So that we can endure and get through everything. It really is an amazing blessing. A reminder of some of these promises that God provides for those who rely on Him. And we need that reminder every day. Amen? We do. Because we forget. So here's some homework. First, I want you to continue saying over and over again our little catchphrase for today. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Okay? Let that be the phrase that we repeat every day. Maybe every morning we get up, 
Maybe every time we go, before we go to bed, throughout our breaks throughout the day, when we're having meals, if you sit down with a family, even by yourself when you're, you're about to eat, say that as a prayer. <laughs> My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Second part, second piece of your homework. Just like the rest of the psalm is a blessing, you need to be a blessing this week. Okay? We all need some extra blessing in our lives, amen? Mm -hmm. I believe that every child of God should and receive blessing every day. In our home, we make sure that our boys uh, uh, receive blessing. So at the end of the day, when we get the kids in bed, we pray together. Okay? Sometimes in the days that I just... I. There are days when I feel like I don't want to. I get, you know, I'll admit that, yep. And bless his little heart, my little Augie, the seven-year-old, he's like, Dad, we need to pray. I'm like, if there's a child who needs prayer, yes, you're the one. (laughs) And so we pray. I love his little heart. And we say our, our, you know, our, our before bedtime prayer ritual, and at the end, He makes the sign of the cross on my forehead and I make the sign of the cross on his forehead. And oftentimes, Kelsey or I will then say, Jesus loves you and so do I. Catchy, right? Simple. But there's a lot in that little phrase. There's a promise to be held right there. The mark of the cross is retracing the cross that I actually got to give him in his baptism to say that, you know what, when you look up at those hills, God is with you. <laughs> and so I, I, I know some uh, families, uh, one in particular, that before their kids go to school, they will make the sign of the cross on their children's foreheads. And that's how they get sent off. They're, they're going out and they're coming in. They're going out is sent with that blessing. Remember that Jesus died for you and loves you so much. Have a great day, honey. Talk about a great way to start a day. To know that no matter what's going to happen at school, which is a scary place at times, that they have that reminder. So that's your homework. Find people in your lives to bless this week. Whether you say Jesus loves you and so do I, or, or God walks with you, or just be blessed. Sometimes just making the cross on the forehead is enough. And when you feel like you've given enough blessings out or you you can't think of any more people, look in the mirror. When you wake up every day this week, look in that mirror and you bless that person and you say, you know what? The Lord is your help. Your help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Or Jesus loves you and so do I. (laughs) In fact, why wait I'm going to have you look around this room. I'm going to have you find someone, either someone that you came with or or be bold. I know I'm sorry, you introverts. I'm going to mess you up. But you're going to look at someone else. You're going to walk over to them. You're going to trace the cross on their forehead and you're going to say, Jesus loves you and so do I. Go. Yep. Be bold, people of God. If you're at home, bless the people who are around you. If you don't have anyone else in your room, go look in a mirror. Bless that person.
Now just take a moment here and look around the room. There was a smile on everyone's face. There wasn't a single person who was like, oh my gosh, this is awful. Maybe in your mind you were thinking that, but your face didn't show it. That's what you get to do this week. And maybe that'll be the the crack of the door that opens up a, a new part of a relationship. Maybe a neighbor that you really haven't spoken to or you don't ever go there with, you can just say, you know what, my pastor's making me do this. Throw me under the bus! That's fine! I can take it! Blame me for it all! But the smiles that I just saw on your faces are indicative of how we were created. We were meant to be a blessing, to give blessings. And those moments when the fears step into our heads and they start saying, oh, I shouldn't do this, or oh, it's a little too vulnerable, you say, get behind me, Satan. Because those words are not from God. Those are from the hills. Those are from the fears that we face. And today the psalmist tells us, my help comes from the Lord, not from those hills. My help comes from the one who's got power over those hills. And you give that blessing this week. So where does your help come from? The Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, the one who's got power over it all, the one who walks with you, keeps you, protects you, watches over you, and loves you so dearly he went to the cross to die for you. And may you not only be blessed, but may you also be and give a blessing each and every day. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we can't thank you enough for this day, for this gift of life that you've given us. We ask that you send your Spirit to give us the courage to be who you created us to be, to the ones who not only are blessed, but to be the ones who also give the blessings. To look at those people, whether we, you know, we know them intimately or, or they're just acquaintances or whatnot, and just look at each other and say, you know what? The one who made it all also watches over you. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Let that be our mantra this week. And may you give us the courage to share that with everyone else who needs to hear that those hills do not get the final say. That the maker of those hills is on their side. And because of that, mercy and goodness always follow. We ask this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able. Called together to follow Jesus, we now pray for the church, the world, and for all who are in need. At the end of each prayer, I will say, God of grace, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Oh God, you love your church so much. Raise up leaders who care for your people. Bless lay theologians, seminary and college professors, and all who are called to the ministry of teaching that they form and inspire us for the work of the gospel. God of grace, hear our prayer. Oh God, you so love your creation. 
breathe new life into our planetary home. Guide the work of researchers, scientists, and all who love your earth and inspire us to care for the natural world. God of grace, hear our prayer. Oh God, you so love the world. Uphold leaders who resist tyranny and oppression. Strengthen organizations that promote peace and harmony. Direct their work to alleviate human suffering and address its root causes. God of grace, hear our prayer. Oh God, you so love your people. Draw near to all who live with mental illness, depression, or addiction, and accompany them in healing and recovery. Hear the cries of those who look to you in their distress, especially those that we name now silently or out loud. God of grace, hear our prayer. O God, you so love your children. Bless the young in our midst and delight us with their joy, wonder, and curiosity. Continually revive our ministries with children and youth and equip us all for faithful discipleship. God of grace, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words through Jesus Christ our Lord as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I invite you to be seated. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and confess, as we talked about last week with Psalm 32, to confess those times when we have failed to live as God calls and invites us to live. So please repeat after me. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, Give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear this, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all of our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And all of God's people say, Amen. This time I invite you to take out your communion kits, or your bread and your wine or grape juice at home, as we prepare to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me, the body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you. 
and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace and all of God's people say, Amen. Finally, uh, uh, thank you for your continued support here for King of Kings and our ministries, the way that we continue to, to grow and, and, and just expand all that God calls us to do. Uh, we do so through the offering on your way out. There's some buckets or if you're joining us online, there's a QR code at the end of worship. Just know that all your generosity adds up to us being a light and a beacon in our community for God's love. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of His hand. People of God, where does your help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Take that promise with you. Bless those people as you leave today and go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.